I feel like I'm in Chicago with that note. Doesn't that? This sounds like a Chicago thing, right? What's the matter with you? The Chicago. You don't recognize that sound? It's number 48 on the Costco keyboard rhythm section. It's called the Shy Blues. And I know that the Shy stands for Chicago. 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 That toddling town. Toddle in town, Chicago, Chicago. I'll show you around, show you around. Bet your bottom dollar, you lose your blues on weird. On Weird Street, the folks who move here all want to settle down on Main Street, Chicago. You can almost smell, you can almost smell the streets of Chicago, yeah. You bet your bottom dollar, you lose your blues on Main Street, that insane the folks who move here all want to settle down and have little nervous breakdowns. Hello. Today I was talking to my lovely girlfriend. And, um... She was asking me about my school. It's hard to keep track of it. She said, What, did you go to 12th grade? And I said, Oh no I didn't. Far from it, my my friend. Um, so, on this podcast, I'm going to tell you my school history. And just, I'm trying to run through it quickly. It's really bizarre. Let's see. So, I went to kindergarten... And then I went to first grade. Kindergarten was funny. Like, I remember going in there talking. 
And the first thing I did was announce that I don't celebrate Christmas because I'm a Jehovah's Witness. It was a really big deal to make that announcement to everybody. I don't celebrate Christmas. So I yelled at, I told the teacher. It's a big deal. And I also, I don't, I don't salute the flag. Because, you know, your parents were getting you ready to go into school. And they're going, you, you are uh, going to encounter a few interesting things while you're they're learning. They're gonna ask you to salute the flag, but we don't salute the flag, okay? As Jehovah's Witnesses, and we don't, you know, celebrate any of the holidays. So they were telling me all that. So I can imagine as like when I was a little kid, I'm going, that's all the stuff I need to know as I'm headed into school. I guess looking back at it, it was bizarre because. Every other kid was just going to school. They were going, I need my pencil, my paper. What do I got? What do I got? Do I got all of everything I need for the day? I was worried about having to explain my religion and political stances to the teacher. Like, right off the bat. So, I guess that is kind of bizarre. I haven't thought about that before. That everybody else was like, We're going to school. I wonder if I'll make friends. I didn't think about making friends. I didn't think about anything fun. All I thought of was the stress of having to explain why I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. So, next thing I know, I remember is it's all blotchy the memory but I can jump around I remember a good deal of it but I don't know exactly but I went to like first grade and that was interesting uh only thing I remember was this memory I have this clear memory of a, these kids playing doctor in class I was like oh that's weird. And they're like, oh, well, they were showing each other their genitals. I thought that was interesting. I was in the room, but I wasn't participating. It was weird. I always like, I my whole life, I always walk in on these bizarre moments. <laughs> so I checked that out. Okay. I remember playing the sandbox there. I remember. There was these four black kids, brothers. They were quadruplets. And I don't know what happened, but they all picked on me. And one day they like 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 pushed me and I was chasing one of them, and then they tripped me and I fell and I got hurt. And my dad, who's a police officer, he happened to <laughs> he happened to be nearby. And he came in and he went and yelled at the kid, the little kids. <laughs> I remember. I thought I was so badass. At the time, I was like, "Fuck yeah, Dad, thank you." He was he was a hero at that time. Um. 
So that happened. I don't remember what happened. There wasn't really any fallout from that. So I don't think anything special happened after that with those guys. But then I remember going to the next grade in a different classroom. And I guess it's around third, maybe, grade. And so um, I went into that class and I remember being in there. I have a few little memories. But. Um, one day, the, I, I was, uh, I always had a problem paying attention in class, so I would be talking to everybody, trying to make everyone laugh, and the teacher told me to shut up, and then I kept talking afterwards, and she came up to me and grabbed me really hard by the arm. And she left like scratches, like fingernail scratches deep in my arm and a big bruise and shook me really hard and told me to shut up. And so I went and told my parents and that teacher was fired. So that was crazy, you know, getting things, getting things off to a wild start, man. Then, I remember, I remember fourth grade was nice. I had a really nice teacher, Miss Brunier, that was her name. Well, she was cool. I went there, and I, um, I had a thing every day. She would have me read the, the lunch menu, and... Um, because I would get up there and every time people would read the lunch menu, they just read it normal for the day, like today we're having. And so I would get up there and I would do stupid voices. I'd be like, so today we're having pizza. And I would do really stupid voices, and everyone thought it was so funny. And so my teacher, Miss Brunier, she loved me, and so she would always tell my parents like this guy's great she always felt really bad like she felt bad for me because I was I kind of was struggling I'm not good I wasn't really good with math and stuff but um I think what because what happened was I went into like at some point during fourth grade I would be waiting after school for my to get picked up and it would take a while I'd be there like you know kind of late and so after school and so the janitor is really crazy Capistrano elementary school he it was in the news actually what this guy was doing he was going around and he would ask kids to be the helper like, hey, you can come in and help me out in, in the bathroom here. I need some helpers. And so he, I would go in there with him, and he'd have my friend. And he would take my friend into the stall and have me be the lookout. And he would, you know, molest my friend. So I didn't even, I couldn't even understand that that was happening at the time. It was completely horrible. But it was funny because I, yeah, I just completely didn't even understand what was happening.
the last day uh, that it ever happened, he went and took a huge shit. I remember I saw this turd in the sink, and I was like, that is the biggest turd I've ever seen in my life. Looking back on it, I go, Did this, guy, this guy must have gotten, like, dildos up his asshole or something. He's definitely got a huge asshole. Huge turds. Never seen anything, anything like it. Like, the width of a softball. It looked like three softballs stuck together. Incredible. If I could take a shit like that, I mean, I would feel so good. Um... So, that kind of just fizzled out, and then it was in the news, and then I never really went back to that school ever again. It was about, yeah, fifth grade. I left school early. But I was having trouble, man. I was, like, getting picked out. I was getting picked out to be bullied. I remember all the Mexican kids used to, like, run around and, like, joke around like they're wrestlers but they would like whip me with their belts and I'd be running for my <laughs> for my life <laughs> everything that I everything I did was like fucked up like they would um what did they used to say the big thing was oh where'd you get those pants ponchos giveaway they'd always be <laughs> they'd always, that's how they talk shit and apparently in fourth grade in elementary school in the in the nineties. Super early nineties. Or late eighties, I guess. Late eighties, I guess. Um but yeah. My dad would come down and do the DARE program at the school, which seemed like a cool thing, except for all the other kids just fucking hated you. It's like some kids thought it was cool, but there was a good group of them that were like, hey, fuck your dad. My dad says fuck the cops. And your dad's a cop? We're gonna whip you with fucking belts and tell you that you got your outfit at Poncho's Giveaway. There was apparently this place, Poncho's Giveaway. <laughs> I wonder where that came from. Yeah, I have to Google that. Um... So anyways, I pretty much got the hell out of there because my dad would come and do the D.A.R.E. program and bring Kirby, the little remote remote control police car and Officer Bird shit. And, I mean, it was cool, but it was also, like I said, the, ki- the other, some of the other kids did not appreciate that. And I'm not, and imagine, I'm not saluting the flag like some kind of an asshole. I'm not celebrating their holidays. I'm not saluting the flag. Like, those are things that people would praise me for today. Those are things that, like, people would be like, wow, what a brave kid if I was if, uh, doing all that shit now in 2020. But back then, it was like, what? is wrong with this fucking freak. He's not doing any of this stuff. The teacher's trying to teach us about evolution. I'm going, I don't 
now. There's a missing link, though. I mean, you can't teach it as fact until you have all the information. I, I was a fucking pain in the ass. But anyways, fifth grade, I left school. I just did partial fifth grade. Um, then the next thing I know, I went to some school outside of my district. It was like Lakeland Arrow Middle School. But I, I, I didn't go at sixth grade. I, I just kind of hung out at home. I was supposed to be doing homeschool. But I really, I would just kind of cheat on the test and bullshit my way through it and really wouldn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was just hanging out at that time and I remember playing around with some music stuff and, you know, sitting around at the house. My brother was doing great in school. My brother had was graduating with honors and he was doing amazing, but I, my dad uh, and mom, they were out of the house most of the days. Once I got into like seventh grade, but I, um, I so anyway, so I basically I didn't go to really sixth grade. Ball, I did bullshit, fake ass, didn't really do anything, homeschool experience, and then, um. I really kind of wanted to go to school, so my mom took me to Lakeland Arrow, and I went to school out there, started 7th grade, but it was like a little late in the year, so the thing that sucks is, I didn't know, I didn't know anything, I didn't know about, like, how to work the lockers, and I did not pick that up at all. They, I, the guy tried to show me, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I would have this backpack filled with all my books. I didn't even know about, like, hey, you gotta switch classes. Like, you're going to multiple classrooms. Last time I was in school, I was just one classroom all day. That was it. Now, I gotta switch classes and carry this piece of paper around. With the, all the classes on it, and remember which where the classes are. And man, I did not function well with that. My mom um, would take me to school. We'd go to school real early because it was like the high school started where my brother went. A girl high. He went. He um, it started way earlier than the middle school. So I would always get dropped off way earlier than necessary at the junior high. And no one was there, and it was always foggy. And one of those... Somehow, every fucking day on the radio, driving on the way to this hell, for me, it was a living hell. Oh, my God. It was horrible. But fucking... Van Morrison Moon Dance came on every goddamn morning. It just makes me want to vomit every time I hear it. It's a wonderful night for a moon dance. And oh, that little in there. Na 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 na
Fucking Van Morrison. So anyways, I get to this fucking school. I'm getting dropped off early. I don't have any friends. I don't remember the classes. I lose the fucking paper. With all the classes on it. And I... They probably didn't understand what to do with me. Because every couple days I'd be back in there like... Oh, I don't have that paper. I just wouldn't go into classes. and I was carrying my gym clothes... In my backpack with all my books, not using the lockers or anything. And then having to hide my backpack while I was in gym class. It was so stressful. I didn't have any friends, man. I'd walk through that school and I would wave at people that weren't there, like across the yard. And just be like, hey guys, <laughs> fuck you guys, ah, yeah. And then like go walking, back, like I'm on my way to meet them. Wait for me. Hey guys, hold up. <laughs> and so I'm running around the schoolyard with invisible friends. Ugh, it was a nightmare. Ugh. This one kid wanted to fight with me and... He went and did this cool leg sweep move, and I fell on the floor, knocked the wind out of me, and I was all embarrassed, and yeah. Man, I hated that. It was a short experience, guys. So after that, like my, I started to make it evident I did not want to be in this school. I don't know what it is, but... Man, I tried to work the system the best I could. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to be in the nurse's office. I'm going to be all over this. I'm not doing anything the way I'm supposed to. I can't do this. So, never had lunches. Sometimes I would be like, my mom would be like, cool, here's 10 bucks. And I'd like be able to get like two of them. Pizza Hut pizzas, the little mini ones, getting all the snacks, baller. But, so anyways, that was a nightmare. At some point, my mom would go and to drop, she would drop my brother off at school. And then she would, um, she would go to drop me off. But... I gave her, I clearly gave her the look of, please, mother, don't leave me here today. It's not going to be good. I don't need to be here. I don't want to be here. Nobody wants me here. This is a nightmare every fucking day. From beginning to end, I'm nothing but scared, nervous, Can't keep up with any of the lessons. Falling behind. I feel humiliated. I feel like I'm losing my mind there. Getting bullied left and right. Don't have one fucking friend. So this sucked. So my mom, feeling bad for me, she would be like, 
let's drop your brother off, and then we'll wait for your dad to go to work, and we'll go eat at IHOP, and I would get a chocolate pancake with a whipped cream face drawn on it, and I loved it. I'd sit there, and me and my mom would talk all morning about just different stuff, just life and stuff. There was a girl. If there was anything going on, we'd just hang out and talk. And then, you know, she she did you know, she was working off and on. She's always busy. My dad had a roofing business on top of being a police officer. But um so my dad was out the door and then she'd got we'd just go home and she'd take us home and I'd hang out at the house all day. We had a swimming pool. It was like, you know, a weird scene, guys. I was getting into some wild, wild shit at that time. I would go, <laughs> I love ninja stuff, like every kid and, and all that, but I would go out and explore, and I'd take my little, I have a stuffed animal rabbit, and I was getting old at this time, guys. If I'm be, supposed to be in seventh grade... I'm a little old for this. But I had the stuffed animal rabbit I took with me everywhere. And I had this radio flyer because I was obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes. So you get the... But the rabbit I had since I was seven years old. So I, that, I related to Calvin and Hobbes. I was like, yeah, this guy speaks to me. This is my life. I'm a little bastard. A wild imagination and my little stuffed animal friend that I do everything with. So I loved it. Of course, see how I had to act like I somehow really like Calvin and Hobbes. Whereas other people that like Calvin and Hobbes are just, they kind of get it, they like it, but they didn't live Calvin and Hobbes like I lived it. So. <laughs> So, um, anyways, I was at that age, I was at the house, I would go home and I would get this, I had a, this big husky and I would get my radio flyer and attach it to the dog like a sled and I put a lawn chair in the back, like a little sitting lawn, like a little chair and I attached an um, umbrella to it. So my dog, I would be going around the neighborhood and my dog would be pulling me on this radio flyer with an umbrella and a little chair. And it must have looked like the island of Dr. Moreau. It was like, it must have looked like a freak coming down that, coming down the street. So, that was my big action. My cousin Marcus would come over, and he, he was a lot like me. And um, we were best friends, still are, and uh, he can't, he'd come over, and we would solve crimes. He was in homeschool, too, at the time. And so he would come over and hang out, and me and him would spend all day 
riding around the neighborhood, putting together, solving crimes. We really thought we were going I mean, we were getting older, uh, older, and we, even up to the age where we could drive, thinking we were going to be some kind of cool, vigilante, superhero-y, ninja-y guys. Like, way, I'm telling you, way too old. So, uh, I mean, I still, I think we still think that, too, in, in a lot of ways. But, anyways, so those were my days at that time. And so my mom would just pick me up, take me for pancakes, and we would hang out and wait for my dad to go to work, and I'd come home. And, uh, then I went to, I think from that point, yeah, the seventh grade, yeah, from that point, I wanted to kind of go and do school again. So my mom found this school called Ability Plus. It was in Woodland Hills. And um, Lisa Marie Presley was married to Michael Jackson at that time. And she would take her kid. I'm pretty sure she was married to him. I mean, I was under that impression at the time. But um, she... uh, would bring the kids in, and the kid went to the school, and I'd see her all the time. It was, uh, you know, it was a really interesting thing. I'd go there, and that was my favorite school of all time. Of all the schools I ever went to, that one was my favorite one. And I don't, I gotta ask my mom. My mom's gonna come on the show. I gotta ask her if she knew this was an L. Ron Hubbard. Scientology based school I think they tried to act like they kind of do it but they don't but anyways I went there and I learned all sorts of incredible things about how to deal with people and how to respond to people that are trying to be um, you know, trying to start conflict and how to prevent conflict. Even though I have had plenty of conflict my whole life, I love fell in love with it because whenever I practiced the things I've learned there, I uh, I've always had success. So there's something incredible. There's a lot of cool shit about the L. Ron Hubbard school of thought. Then it gets wild. But um, I like the stuff at the core, at the base of it, I guess, when you're starting. There's a lot of really interesting things. So I didn't know. I would take naps. They would go and put kids in naps and play L. Ron Hubbard, uh, like, kind of sermons and speeches. I'd go by and he'd be in there going, I'm the dinosaur. Like, he'd be explaining things to the children while they took naps via tape. So, anyways, I loved that school. It was, it was fun. But, um, I got the hell out of there. It was really expensive. My mom did the best she could. She did anything she had to to make it happen, but... At some point, we, like, started losing our house. They went bankrupt. They lost the house. And we moved and everything. So we didn't have money for me to go to that school anymore. 
So, at that point, I was just nothing. I was just at home, hanging out, baby. Um, then I went to ninth grade. Um, I started that, like, I got, I went and started that school pretty much in the middle of the school year. It wasn't a fresh school year. So I got dropped off mid to end school year. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing there. I didn't know anything. Same thing with my backpack filled with all my books and P.E. clothes that I had to hide every day while I was in, not P.E., gym. I'd go to classes, I'd go into the math class, I just didn't understand anything that was being said. I would ask to go to the bathroom and just walk around the whole school. So I was always in detention, which was cool, because I got to, I actually met some lifelong friends in detention, which was cool, and ditching class. Like, everyone's in school, I was hanging out, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Oh, ditching, me too. And we just started talking, and ended up with a bunch of little weird miscreant friends. Um, so that was cool, but I would, like, tell the teacher, hey, I gotta go, can I go into the tutor and have him work with me on some of this math stuff? And she would say, yeah. And so I would, uh, go look in the little window and see what everyone was wearing, what the teacher was wearing and stuff, and it looked pretty full. So I would kind of know... I could speak on it and have details about the room if anyone asked. And then I would just wander around. And then at the end of the period, I'd show back up. And she's like, hey, they said they never saw you. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was sitting there. Yeah, she was wearing the blue blue shirt. Yeah, I, the whole thing was crowded. No one ever really talked to me. And so she would just think it was a mistake or something. And then I'd, you know, just go through, get, you know, just slithering through the cracks, my friends. So that didn't work out. I eventually just stopped going there too, hanging out at the house. My brother would go to school and I would um, go get his CDs, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, and pull out the the um, little inside papers and stuff and I'd re- sing all the lyrics and just do Pearl Jam and Soundgarden performances and at that point my dad got me a, a little drum set a hundred dollar penny saver drum set the penny saver was a little shitty magazine that used to come in the mail and you could put things up for sale or wanted stuff like the recycler but anyways so I had drums, and I had musical instruments, so I'd hang out and just pretty much masturbate and play drums and lose my mind in some chaotic spiritual experience. I was alone so much every day, there was like some weird thing that I was tapping into. I hate to say it, it's kind of gross, masturbating. That's nasty. But I'm just saying... It was like a spiritual, wild experience, playing drums and then 
being a little pig and then going back and playing drums and then just screaming into the air. I was like doing like wild tribal rituals without even knowing what the fuck I was doing. There was something in me that like, I was always had like a spiritual voice that I engage with. It's so weird since I was a little kid. Like I'll know that bypasses all the rules of man. Like where things just don't, most people would go, oh yeah, you don't do that. Not in a not in a negative way, but just as far as breaking the rules with um, procedure. As far as hey, you're supposed to go to school. And when someone tells, when someone who's in charge at school tells you this, you listen to them. If a teacher told me I couldn't go pee if I asked to go pee when I was a kid, I was taught to say, "No, nah, I'm gonna go pee." You can go ahead and call whoever you need to, but I have to pee, so I'm going pee. Like, it's so funny, because my dad, he's a police officer, but he's funny, because he taught me how to be really defiant in a lot of ways. So, I would just be like, hey, you don't have that kind of authority over me. And, you know, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but that's not what's going to happen. And if I had to, I'd just run and jump over the fence and go home. And it's pretty much how it all ended. I remember I just hopped over the fence. One of the the um, security guys or whatever, narcs or whatever the fuck those dorks were. There was always like a really butch lesbian named Linda. There's just always a Linda there who's just like, Alright, bitch. Slow. Stop right there, bitch. Like, you're real nasty. Probably fucking the PE coach. There's always... Yeah, anyway, so... (laughs) I got the hell out of there. I never went back. Um... At some point, I went home to just make weird songs and clearly self... Someone said that to me. It sounds so gross. Self-soothe. Ugh. I hate that. But anyway, so I go home losing my mind, creating my own wild spiritual practices, tapping in. Um... Then, um, at some point I had to go to the continuation school. They sent people over to the house and they were like, you gotta put this kid back in school. Supposed to be in ninth grade. And so I went to the school and not the continuation school. I went to try to do ninth grade over again. And I met my buddies there. We all met in the morning and then walked to school to sign up. And when we saw the line, my buddy had some firecrackers, and he, he literally, he just, that was like, it sounds like a classic thing, but that's how it really was like that. Kids just had, like, fire fucking crackers, and we'd be like, dude, check this out. I'm gonna fucking, so he, like, lit the firecrackers, and we just ran, and we never went back to school again. We, uh, we just... Got the fuck out of there. I think they might have gone to a little continuation school, and I went to another one for, like, a very short period. But, um, yeah. So we just, we threw the fireworks out in the hall, and we ran for our lives. 
And every morning we'd get dropped off and meet each other and at my friend's house, who lived pretty close to the school, but instead of walking to school, we'd just walk around the block for a while and just walk around the neighborhood and hang out every day. Skateboard. Back then, we all skated. Um, so yeah, it was a good time. And that was it for me. No more school. I, at one point, I think I went... Yeah, when we went to the continuation school, it was funny. Because kids would be smoking out there. Like, it's no big deal. And they would... Um, the food... We ate, got our lunch from a food truck. A food truck would pull up. And I remember every day, I got, oh, I got seasoned fries. With ranch and ketchup. And that was it. But... That was cool. Um, I love you guys. That's just a little bit more about your old pal Cliff than you thought you wanted to know, I'm sure. But, I don't know. That's just a little bitty for you. A little bitty for you to sit on. Uh, that's my school life. It gets a lot worse. I, I'll reference it later. But, man, you got the, you got it. You got the main part of it. But, yeah, so she was like, I don't know if you graduated 12th grade. My girlfriend said this earlier today, and I was like, you don't remember? And she's like, honestly, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's because it's the most complicated, weird, wild school history ever. So, anyways. All right, people. I really love your leg. I hope that you have a good... I hope you guys have good lives. I hope you guys... Um, I don't want anyone to be happy. Well, at least not all the time. Like, these people go around thinking they're trying to be happy all the time. Why do you need to be happy? Trust me. It's gorgeous to, to be in hell. It's wonderful. You just gotta enjoy whatever state you're in. Try to work with it. Try not to hurt people that you love while you're in your worst states. But don't, don't, don't talk shit about your sadness. Don't talk shit about your pain. Those things have taught you more than... Well, just as much, if not way more, than the, than the joyous things in life. The fun things. You gotta have respect, homie. Respect your pain, dog. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Alright, guys. I love ya. Have a good whatever. Have a good whatever this is that's happening.